0: Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Alright, we are continuing with Masechet Ketubot. We are on Perek Bet Mishnah Someone, One witness says, the signature here is my handwriting, and that signature is my friend's handwriting. And the other guy says, this one is my handwriting. So they're both agreeing to both signatures that they see. But now we have Two witnesses per signature. They are believed, it's verified because you have two confirmed uh, witnesses per signature. But if one guy says this is my handwriting and the other guy says this is my handwriting, so you only have one confirmation per signature, then the Mishnah says you have to combine your testimony with another testimony, another person, because you need at least two witnesses to testify, to confirm each signature. rabbi, these are the words of Rabbi Rav But chachamim omrim, say, en'an tsrichim letzarefi ma'hem you don't need to combine with another person, ne'eman adam l'omar yadi. One person is believed, this is my handwriting, if he says this is my handwriting, we believe him according to the chachamim. Okay. A woman who was assumed to be single goes up to the court and says, "I was married, but now I'm divorced." In that case, ne'menet, she's believed, and she can go marry another man for the same reason that we spoke about last class. The mouth that prohibited her to other men also. is the mouth that permitted her to them. So meaning, she could have avoided the whole conversation. Who asked you to come up and say that you were once married and now you're divorced? You could have just let it be the way it was. But she chose uh, instead to prohibit herself by saying that she was married. Okay? So she can remove that prohibition by adding the fact that she was divorced. however, Now if there are if there are witnesses that come in and testify that she was married. So she stayed silent, and other witnesses came that woman, she was married. But then she responds, yeah, 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 I was married, but but I'm divorced now. Then in that case, it, she could not have avoided the prohibition. We have no um we have no reason to believe her that she's in indeed in divorced. Of course, if she shows a get, that's a different situation. Okay. Amra Nishbeti ani. A woman says, "I was captured by by goyim, but I'm tehorah." Often in those days, if, if a woman was captured, I mean, she was violated, and uh, you know, she she uh, was uh, well, became impure. So here, she's saying, "I was captured, but nothing happened to me. No one touched me." a it. She's believed, and she can marry a kohen because she apes yitir, Again. The same reason that mouth that prohibited her to the Kohanim um, is the same mouth that permits her to the Kohanim. Again, she could have just said nothing and we would have assumed she was permitted to the Kohanim, but now she's prohibiting herself by saying she was captured and permitting herself by saying she was not violated. But, similar to the last case, being if there are witnesses who come and testify, hey, that woman, Rachel, Rachel was captured by Goyim. We saw her get captured. And then she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, nothing happened to me, they didn't say anything to me. In that case, she's not believed um, and therefore she cannot marry a kohen because we assume that she indeed was violated. Let's say we permitted her to a kohen. Okay, we permitted her to a kohen because she said I was, viola- was captured but not violated. And then edim came. Adim came and said that she was captured. said, in that situation, we, we don't tell her to divorce her, her current husband. She remains permitted to marry a Kohen, if indeed she married a Kohen. If witnesses came and said that Rachel and Leah were captured by idolaters. Zoto Meret, Rachel says, Nishbeti Yes, I was captured, but I'm pure. meret, Leah says. Yes, I was captured, but I am pure. They are not believed to permit themselves to marry a Kohen because this uh, this testimony, this claim, came only after the witnesses said that Rachel and Leah were captured. However, if they testify about each other, meaning Rachel tells, says in front of Bedin, Leah was captured, but she was not touched. And then Leah says Rachel was captured, but she was not touched. In that case, they are believed and they're allowed to marry, uh, marry Kohanim. Um, the Chachamim decreed that that testimony of just one woman is suffice for them to marry. <coughs> Same thing, anashim. <coughs> Same thing regarding two men. We don't know who these men are. This guy says, Amakohen. The other guy says, kohen they are not believed. What guy is not believed to testify about himself that he is the a kohen? But if one guy says, "Yeah, I know that uh, Aaron, Aaron, is a kohen. I know that. I know for a fact." And then uh, says, uh, uh, "Then um, Aaron says about Pinchas. Pinchas, I know that he's a kohen." In that situation, they are they are believed. So, because the testimony of one witness is enough to, um, uh, to, to, uh, make some, or, or, establish him as a Kohen. The next Mishnah provides different opinions on this. Rabbi Uda Omer, إِنْ Dehad Says you can't, you can't establish someone a Kohen just based on, uh, one person claiming that he's a Kohen. But rather, according to Rabbi Uda, it says you need two people. You need two people to know that this person is a Kohen in order to establish him as one. Amar Bielazar, Azar says, Ematai, when do you need two witnesses to establish a person who's a Kohen? Only when there's some guy, the neighbor, who's challenging Pinchas and his Kohen status. So we have um, uh, Moshe, Moshe is a Levi, Moshe is jealous of Pinchas, and Moshe goes to Bedin and says, hey, this guy Pinchas, he claims he's a Kohen, he has Kohen, his last name. He's not really a Kohen. He's not really a Kohen. He's lying to you. He's challenging his status for whatever reason. So in that case, Rabbi Elazar says, you will need two people to come to Bedina and establish that Pinchas was indeed a Kohen to return to him the status and enjoyed. But before that, you only need one. But if there's no challenges against him, we raise a person to the, uh, the status of Kohen with just one witness. Rabban Shimon Gamniel Omer. Rabban Shimon Gamdiel says, mm-hmm. In the name of Rabban Shimon, the deputy Kohen Gadol, Malin Nikuna we raise the mantle of Keona just upon the testimony of one witness. Meaning you can combine it. If you have one guy that already said it, you can bring somebody else, even if they were two separate uh, testimonies. Okay. Now, if a woman, uh, a married woman, commits adultery, then the halakha is very clear that she and her husband are now biblically forbidden to live together. And there is a difference whether or not uh, the husband was a Yisrael or a Kohen, uh, or a Kohen and a non-Kohen. If the husband is a Yisrael, then she becomes prohibited to him only if she acted willfully, beratzon, she, had to, she, act, she, she performed the uh, cohabitation beratzon. But if the uh, um um but if the husband is a kohen, then even if she was violated against her will, okay, then in that situation she uh, she's still prohibited to the Kohen. And that this is the subject of Mishnah Tet. This is the law of a woman who was imprisoned by non-Jews. So again, when you were imprisoned by non-Jews. We don't, we don't know what happened over there in, 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 the, in the jail, right? Things were, were very tough over there for, for ladies going into jail. So th- this is what the Mishnah says. Depends. If the non-Jews imprisoned her because they wanted money from her, like a ransom. They kidnapped her, they put her in jail, they're waiting for some money. In that case, muteret lebala. We, we say that she's permitted to her husband, even if the husband is of a kohen, because the jailers are afraid of losing their money. If they do anything to the woman, they may not get their money. So therefore, uh, we, we're not going to touch her. We just want our money, we're going to leave her alone. So we're, we're going to leave her alone. She's permitted to the to her husband, who's, even if the husband is a kohen. However, But, <laughs> if they imprisoned her because she was subject to execution, she was going to die for something that she did. In that situation, who cares? She's going to die anyways. And these uh, these goyim, they might uh, they'll just do whatever they want with this woman and uh, violate her in many, many ways. In that situation, if she happens to escape the death penalty, and she goes back to her home, then um, she may have, who knows, we assume that she may have agreed to cohabit with the goyim to spare her life. All right, let me go, I'll, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Then she can't go back to the Kohen. Even though it was against her will, she can't go back to the Kohen, because Allah says if you do it against her your will, you're, you're prohibited to the Kohen. <inaudible> if a town was conquered by an army, <inaudible> all the wives of the Kohanim who are in that town are prohibited to their husbands because we assume that they were violated by the soldiers. This is what the Mishnah says. But if they have at least one witness, one or more witnesses that say they were not violated. Yeah, yeah, I took Leah and I hit her in my attic. I'm telling you, she was not. Uh, she was not touched. She was not violated. In that case, even if the witness is a non-Jewish slave, a, a Kenani slave or a maidservant, the witnesses are believed and they can remain with their husband, the Kohaneen. But a person is not believed to testify about himself, meaning the woman cannot say, I was not touched, I was not violated. Um, she's not believed, uh, but on her own. he happened to be a Kohen, and he said about his wife, he goes, I, I, I swear by the beta HaMikdash that her hand did not leave my hand from the moment that they entered, these gohim entered Yerushalayim until they left. Meaning, I know that she was not violated. Amrullah, they told him. Adam a person cannot testify about himself and that meaning your your testimony cannot be accepted because it's like you're testifying by yourself even though you're testifying about your wife it really has to do with you so in that situation we can't accept your uh, your testimony okay we'll stop here and we'll continue tomorrow tomorrow